Welcome back to another episode of Toys on Tap. This week is a first. We bring on Jisaya, who is not only a toy maker or toy designer, he finds his roots in tattooing. His style is Japanese traditional, and it is absolutely beautiful, and you can see how they work together with his toy that has come out called Tatpoo. You can like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts. It helps others hear all about us. Follow us on all socials at Toys on Tap. And if you want to support the show a little bit more, you can jump on the Patreon. Now let's get to this episode of Toys on Tap. Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited you're on the podcast. That's cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's the first time I do a podcast about uh, about uh, toys, art toys, or something like that. I do a lot of about tattoos because I do tattoos for a long time. Toys on Tap is uh, a podcast that covers um, toys in like the indie scene and bootleg and commercial and art toys and designer toys. And so when I saw Tapoo, I had to see if you would come on. Um, and so I really wanted you yeah, to cool. get on. Um, and so uh, before we do anything, though, please introduce yourself and please tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, uh, listen, Abraham, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. And I introduced myself. My English is, is poor, but I'm going to try my best. And I am tattooing for the last 25 years. I am two artists, basically. But I study animation movies in France for um, around the 2000, something like that. So this is basically my background. And recently, I started to do a project about toys because I was a collector. Um, by the time I expressed myself uh, that I have in tattoos into the figures, and the result is to be in this podcast with you talking about toys, roughly. Yeah, awesome. Um, so let's go back uh, to the beginning. We'll go back to okay. like your beginnings. Um, when you first started, um, what did did you like? What were toys like in your life growing up? Did you have a lot of them? Did you have all the normal ones? What was that like for you as a kid? Okay, about the toys. Yeah, I was, uh, let's say I was a regular kid. I grew up in Venezuela. I have a big influence about the, about U.S. and all the same of that. And also, yeah, some Caius and stuff like that. They're coming from Japan too. Oh, yes, I uh, I was in very interesting to to have that on a plane when I was a kid and involving I don't know Ninja Turtles regular like a He Man stuff or GI Joe later and also Gundam, uh, Albator, etc. For Japan, you know, even uh, uh, Ultraman and all the guys that are coming from. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty much collection. Yeah, I didn't back to my country, but I have a box with all the stuff. And sometimes I want to back to to bring back. Yeah, it's really that, nice. That's awesome. So you saved all of them from when you were a kid. Yeah, that's see, that's incredible. I 
didn't save one toy from when I was a kid. So that's it's good to hear that people still do that. Oh, well, it, it was a chance. I think it's going to stay at the country. Maybe I put it in a trash, but it wasn't the case. You know, I moved it when I was uh, 20 years old to France to study all my stuff. It was uh, putting more into the art schools. You know, it wasn't time for time my my room and I think my mother he moved and bring all the stuff in a boxes and they say me they're they're there you know with the baseball cars and everything you hmm interesting nice nice so we'll skip forward a little bit to moving to France you did animation uh you said and you moved to France to do that what got you into that kind of stuff what was the what made you want to go the art route Oh, well, you know, it's like I started in art school after college. The, when I finished gra- graphic art, I started a project with a friend in comic, you know. The, it was a guy from France, and I studied French with him, and we decided to move to France to present the project. So this was the, the choose to go there. And also I say, okay the next step for the comics is animation movies and I love it all the time I draw one like a kid you know I draw one when I was child always uh, when we moved to France I applied for a, a celebrity school in Angoulême then I was I was taken then I moved to there to study but it wasn't exactly that I want you know I study in the first step, and I also need to start my French. It was fluid, you know, to understand everything. But it was an amazing experience. Well, since I, the person in my life, the, the tattoo carrier too, and I met some people at the tattoo artist. I was interesting a lot about um, my drawing and my style to bring into this world. It was a choice in a moment, you know, and. Remember 2001 or two, they proposed me a project, you know, to start storyboarding and stuff like that in a, in a production in Paris. And also at the same time, they say, is it no, we can go to Barcelona to, to show for the first time. So I need to choice. And I say, okay, let's go with the tattoos. And I put out the stuff. But uh, I keep in the contact with the animation and I was a fan of the sand. Uh, I always... Uh, I think it was uh, it, it was very clear for me, no? Yeah, which is, that's so crazy to have that kind of a split. Is there, because there was that split and you chose to go yeah. tattooing, um, is there ever a time that you think what it would have been like if you went the animation route? Uh, sure, yeah. Sometimes you can, you can have a fantasy about that. And I say, Ah, oh, fucking hell, it should be maybe hard to be with 200 people discussing to do a finger of the stuff. They're moving like that or not? <laughs> you know, because I know that production and I hate it. So I know I I, I, I really love my life because it's hard to travel around the world doing whatever I want. So it was a, a, a life of freedom and animation. It is a jail. Must be. Is you talking? Is you is you hear the, the you know reading books about the animators uh, all they doing is a life of a lot of uh, sacrifice personals, you know. And I think tattoo too, 
but I think it was my choice to be to be my my boss. You know, I think it, it was the first that I wanted. Yeah, to be your own boss is uh, it's a dream, right? You get to be your own boss. You decide everything. That's a dream. It's yeah, it's tough too. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's like, uh, what are you gonna do, dude? It's yourself, like. Uh, Fucking gonna move or do something, checking the people. It's another <laughs> stuff. I don't know. So you you start tattooing 25 years ago. You you start this like slow process into doing it. And not everyone starts out fantastic at tattooing, right? Like what mm. what are those first tattoos that you're doing? What are those like wherever you're an apprentice or however you did it, what was that like? I was crappiest one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I, I have a, a a level of a skills about the road on that introduced me more easy. And I meet a right guy in France that he said, man, tattoo is a technique, it's engraving, you know, the skin. And you have half of the way do, done, you know, you have a style, you have a draw, you have ideas. And you need to understand that stuff. And I say, okay, maybe tough, but I'm going to do my best. But the guy, he, he introduced me at the time. It was so difficult, you know, tattoos. It was on a pain in the ass. You need to soother in your needles. You need to build in your machines. You need to understand what I wore. You never understand nothing. It, it was so complicated. Yeah, the first, now you can buy a machine in Amazon or Taobao in China. They're going to be the same. And they're going to be good. Though you can have a lot of tutorials and checking information. Uh, yeah, I, I think that improved the, the industry about tattoos. But at the time, it was really a small community. Yeah. So it was sometimes selfish, sometimes like uh, humble. Uh, I don't know. It was a group of crazy guys that travel around the world doing stuff. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah and I mean... Uh... I mean, I'm, I'm so I'm covered. I have tattoos all yeah, over. Yeah, you have tattoos. Yeah. Um, I didn't start getting tattoos until 2013. So, like anything before okay. then, yeah, I didn't know. I remember seeing tattoos, but in like the early 90s and early 2000s, it was like it still felt like it was taboo almost a little bit. I know. Yeah, your mother wanna kill you. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It was a part of the it was a part of the staff, you know. It was a rebel time. Now it's like uh, I don't know, you just to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm interested because you said that when you started tattooing, you already had a style, you already knew what you were gonna do, and sometimes it takes artists twenty years to figure out what their style is. How oh, yeah, you... this is can be complicated, yeah. Yeah, how did you find out what your style was? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people that ask me that. And I think and the style is what you don't is where you where you are not looking for. This is basically when you have the style. It's like, I you're looking for something. No, no, you have you have the style already. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a crazy thing because you you want to find something, but in really you don't want to find nothing. You yeah. don't want to feel in that 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 feels like I need a style or do myself. Or, 
the, yeah, it's a, it's a process that may be easy for some people, maybe complicated for other ones, or you never get it. It's like I, I saw a tattoo artist uh, in Japan, and he do all the time because, you know, his the style of traditional tattoos is very... Uh, very naive, you know, mm-hmm. the perspective and all the stuff, it's like crazy. But sometimes you turn the dragon and you can see same time, the valley, and this is killing the job, and it's, it's impossible because you can turn like that, you know? And the guy, he repeated that like, over and over again, it was wrong. The, this is the stuff, this is his style. If you repeat on the stuff, thousand times is not a wrong way, it's your style. I understand, it's like, ah, yeah, you're going to recognize me for that. And sometimes wrong stuff that you find or wrong ways, this is your way. That is the best way I've ever heard that said. Because so many times we mess up and we think like, oh, that that's not good. But if we do it over and over, like that becomes our style. That's so good to hear. Yeah, I, 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 we are in this society... Uh, uh, you know, I like and dislike about the, the things because, you know, to have this sense is like uh, we love it when it's uh, something is awful, you know, because it's a feeling to the max, you know, to appreciate what is awful and terrible. And it was at the time, you know, the centuries, it was like that. People had people taking off heads and the other side was uh, landscape, beautiful, so, you know. And they say, <laughs> why you appreciate saying I'm bold? Because, yeah, because people love that too. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I'm interested too, uh, Japanese traditional versus like American traditional versus any other style of traditional tattooing um do they have something in common or does traditional because i'm not a tattoo artist um it does traditional just speak to bold lines and bold colors and yeah what is the difference you mean yeah i think there is star for the same i think that the two more um, on the top, elaborated, you know, is the Japanese one because they take you all the body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that take crazy time. It was like a more like a 250 years to evolution. They started to doing shitty tattoos. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was crazy generation by generation, uh, putting some artists on, you know, it's like, uh, all all the bodies start to be redrawing. Some artists like a famous in in painting the approach to the tattoo and given some some part of what it is. You know, it's a Japanese. They are really good to build beautiful stuff, but in common. You know, they need some people. The creation that I more love it for that to for. For Japanese art, it's like uh, the woodprints. And woodprints need four people to do it. One day drawing because it's good in that. They're taking crazy time to do the wood and understand what the material has to be. They already use prepared colors and do crazy stuff by handmade. And the four of one, they do money. The commercialist, they go to every everything in Japan. They're going to visit some towns, show the people the stuff, selling 
back to the guys and share the money with, you know, one part for you, one for you, one for you, one for you. And they started ruling like that by decades, you know? And, and I think this is, that's me, that's built the tattoos so grandiose in, in Japan. By the way of Occidental, Occidental civilization, we are more split into individual expression. Then there are some artists that are going to be a half, a big name and do crazy stuff and mostly sacrifice themselves. You know, I was recently in New York and I was in Basquiat places and talking and, and I took it with, uh, you know, this guy from uh, English and amazing, you know, mm-hmm. I was sitting by in and talking about, you know, about art, life and stuff like that. And they say me, yeah, the artists here have a feeling to die, to go more far. You need to kill yourself to do something. And I was crazy. No, the Japanese, no, they want to have only a, a properly life. Two kids go to the college, do the stuff that they like, get really nice, yeah, chill. Yeah, it's a different way. Yeah, in uh, in uh, there's I man, I wish I remembered the Japanese word, but it's where your passions and your work come together. But here, mm. it seems like, especially in the U.S., um, it's like our passions. We just have a nine to five job and then our passions are on the side most of the time and you're too tired to do your passions or you're too tired to do your work. And it's just, it mm. kills you. Like you're saying, it kills you. Yeah, it kills you. Uh, uh, and I think you won that in the end because it's the only way to pass to be, I don't know, celebrity or or recognizing yourself or something, you know, it's like... A, it is crazy, yeah. There are some people that don't do it, huh? like uh, you know, English have a nightlight and doing crazy toys, you know, uh, you, you know, putting hard in corporations. This is such shit, and I love that way too. I think it's very different. You no, know? there are some some people in Japan they they're gonna have this choice. No, it's like uh, you know. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE to a planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Chimada or big people, you know, uh, they're taking this decision too, you know. But uh, in my focus, as I appreciate, it's more in the, to the communities they're building some stuff like uh, very grandiose and nice. Yeah. About. It's cool that you also, you brought up Ron English. He works mm. with toys a lot. And I've seen a lot of his toys, and it's cool that you guys have been able to talk and connect. It was amazing for me. It was like, uh, you know, I, I I have almost a tweet by, by a celebrity tattoo artist, Philip Liu. And it was crazy because Philip is the first, he was the first tattoo artist that I saw in a magazine that blew my mind. But I was, I don't know, 19 years old, and it was a crazy magazine. And he was there and I say, wow, this guy is the fucking best this is yeah. the 
the, the right guy. They say to my friends, they say, this guy one day is going to chew me all the body. You're going to see that shit. Ah, yeah, fuck it. And yeah, that, that takes me like uh, more than 20 years. How that happened. And he's a good friend of mine, and I visit, and I have the same feeling when, I, when I'm talking with English with him. They say, oh, the master. Why is it so between all the years, you know, because Philip had four years tattooing, you know, he was in Japan when, when he was a kid, understand that. And Ron English said, you know, it was at the time of Basquiat, you know, painting and jumping to the, to the, 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 the houses to, to do some street art. I say, this is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Amazing. That's that's insane to to be able to point you to say, someone and say like, "Oh, he's gonna tattoo me," and then twenty years later, yeah. now you're covered. Yeah, and I didn't. I don't suspect to 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 meet wrong English there. You know, I was uh, in New York for, because I tattooed in there too. But it was a friend of mine saying, "They're gonna have a show of free English. You're gonna be there in Seoul." Go, oh, when? Tomorrow. Okay, then I change my appointment. I say, okay, I'm gonna do that early, and I go there, and I punch in there, you know. And probably was there. Go in a moment, and I approach you. Hello, you know everything. And I meet some right people there. They do they doing film by him, and another friend of mine he do an exposition in Mexico. And by the end, uh, we've been in his house, you know, to talking about the. The, the exposition in Mexico and we're talking about life and all this stuff and I, I really appreciate the time because it, you know I love what the, the values what we have is, is is the time you know and by the time when we become old we become more expensive normal yeah <laughs> because we have because we have left right yeah the, the guy he's taking the time to you know, somebody just something talking and say, well, oh my God, love it. Yeah. Well, because like I'm not paying. I think the hard part that people don't understand is like when I if I get tattooed by you, I'm not paying for the tattoo necessarily. I'm paying for the 25 years it took you to get to this point. Yeah, you're paying a style, uh, a technique. Uh, yeah, name too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of fans. You know, they take him by the time. Uh, they cover all the bodies and they kind of uh, closing relation. Yeah, and especially in this kind of character, that I, that I, uh, I started. You know, twenty four years because the people they doing like a, I don't know, more into the commercial, more softly. Or they do other stuff. No, I, I was very implicated to do uh, that stuff like uh, Philippi did it, you know, like it was my line. Yeah. Say, okay, I want to do like a, this guy. How early on in your career, because you're you're wearing the one of your Hello Kitty tattooed shirts, which is great. Um, ah, yeah. yeah it's so not, good. Yeah, yeah How, with a face tattooed, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, because that... Yeah, yeah, because the girls now are like that. They are cute with their covers and the faces with tattoos, and <laughs> you know they have a, a kanji that means like a beauty, you know, and uh -huh. they have change of sense of beauties <laughs> into women's, uh, and I find that funny and interesting. How early on in your career uh, of tattooing did you start mixing? Uh, cartoons or pop culture figures with tattoos? Because you have Tigger, I know you have 
Hello Kitty, you have Winnie the Pooh. How early on? Uh, I think always. Okay. I, I never, sh- because she was my natural approach. I was doing animation movies and also I doing tattoos, but people don't ask me for that stuff. I think, I think they don't, they want something more traditional or they want to feel like a more conservator maybe. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't want to put in a pop art in my body. You know, <laughs> I want something traditional by the time with a history or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, this is the people they want to worry, you know? And then I don't propose this kind of draw often, you know, and some people, they like it. But yeah, I used to draw. But I don't show too much about that because it was not my line of work. Sure, I did some paintings that have some characters because I can resist myself, you know, yeah. pretty. And the people find nice, you know, not in the focus, but it's that. Uh, yes, I do it like uh, maybe always, you know. I think recently I started to do after pandemic because I was so boring here. I don't touch in people, but then I start to, you know, drawing the stuff and I have some cartoons they do I wanna I wanna see that they're looking for, you know, they're looking with tattoos. I draw, I do, you know, all that I like it, you know. And I find this one the the Winnie Pooh series and they're matching really good, you know, because uh, it, it's cute the representative stuff on the same time they have a body, you know, and, and you know I have the so yeah. The body is like uh, completely done. Done. This is the true culture. Is a uh, dumb booty. Dumb booty is when you are all over. That is mad. You know, yeah. you need to be really crazy to do that. <laughs> you know, you need to love it that time. You need to cover yourself and appropriate your corporal corporal envelope in in a in a piece of art. Then I do with this one, and I think. I passed this stuff and become very viral. I was very surprised. Like, uh, yeah, I had some hits with my war, but no, like this one, that connecting for so many people different. I say, ah, it's a reflect of the society. This is art. You know, when you connected something, it's like, yeah. because, you know, people are starting to have tattoos in the period more, in Occident, we're talking uh, in the 90s. The 90s start to jump, and it was a crazy jump because before that, the boomers don't have. They have only like a zero, uh, zero point three of the population have. But for my generation, the X generation, we are 30 percent. It's very high. All anthropologic people, you know, start to think it's like, what the fuck? What is happening? Yeah. Because it, it 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 wasn't a it wasn't a, it wasn't something like happening in a city or something you know in isolation. No, it's the same population that happen in small towns and the cities. The same number of the two people. There's something in the mind. Don't, some people that study that they doing hard. They thinking about you know the religious that go down that moment the appropriation of the body themselves or something in the mind happened with those people that they want to appropriate it themselves and build them the personality. And I think that connected very good because at this time, this cartoon started to go up 
you know, the series is old because the, the book is very old, but they're pushing hard at the time, this name with this cartoon, and they stay in the mind because the first time maybe you saw, but they match it really good what you do in your life. By the time when you have and you saw this stuff, it's a reflect of you. It's like I still have the same kid, but with tattoos. And yeah, we grow up because tattoos it was all the time uh, a rite of passage, basically. This is uh, in a lot of society for that, you know, when you grow up, you get into tattoos. Like, yeah, you prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. I remember growing up and uh, my mom getting her first tattoo, probably like 2000, 2001. And it was just a little tiny thing on her arm. And then when yeah. I when I first went in to get my first tattoo, it was my whole ribs. And so oh, like, yeah, yeah. Right. so how different <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. And so it was yeah. it was crazy to think like I was willing to put something massive on my body my uh, first go yeah, and, you don't want something as small I, I want something big yeah and she put it hers uh, that she put was like three centimeters of force it was so tiny that she put on her arm yeah. and um and so it's just an interesting dynamic in how quickly it shifts because now she stopped that was her only one and i'm covered yeah yeah, yeah she she did that experience you know because she's if you don't do that stuff, there are no half tattoos. Like, I no, it's like uh, tattoos have very hard stuff in the mind because it's a uh, no reversible, yep, it's uh, painful, it's uh, money, you know, uh, it's a decision you must be taking well. Don't this is for stuff that he hitting you hard, you know, in your mind. You need to decide you are alive, you wanna, and even if you do any small things, you pass in a moment that is. You can't change for another experience, get the tattoos or not. So you're gonna feel in something where you're gonna get that tattoo, you're feeling alive. It's like, like oh, because I asking people now, you know, about what you have tattoo, what you feeling when you get tattoos. And I tattoo in a man, you know, old man they say, You're getting now tattoos, you know. Because I know though, he was like, I don't know, 60 years old. You know, he's saying me like yes, I want something back, an art. Why? He said, what, what are you feeling? How are you feeling? He said, man, I feel alive. And he goes, yes, it's true. It's something in here, what you got to get in, and the guy, eh, eh, with the needles, you, because you don't, I see it's an experience that you offer yourself. You don't impose that. So how you offer right. it? Like, like a jump in a lake or something like that. It's, a, it's an emotion very intense. Yeah, the people and for your generation, there must be like a movie five or six person of your generation have tattoo that they don't have. Yeah, uh, and you it's, on the street, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think too that uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it is painful. People they always act like, "Oh, is it painful?" Like, I don't love the feeling, but when you're in the oh. Yeah, when you're in the seat or when you're laying down and they're tattooing you, I do love the emotional feeling. I do love the mental feeling, but I don't love the physical. And it's hard to explain that to someone that doesn't have tattoos. That's terrible. In a moment, it's like I passed a long, long time to do my back piece, and it was a crazy stuff because it was an elaborated tattoo, like a hundred hours on. 
And yeah, sometimes I need to meditate in the morning just to before go to the session because I was like, why am I mad? I want to fucking die. In a moment, I was suffering a lot. There are a moment and a space in your mind that you close eyes and separate your body of your mind mm-hmm. for a perfectly time. And you say, I am here. Um, yeah, my body too is suffering, but in isolation. And this moment is grandiose because you control yourself. But you're losing by the time you're <laughs> you know, it's like in a moment you, you can get it. And I saw some people getting really long at this place, you know, when yeah. they're they only exist themselves. And this is a, a crazy experience mentally, you know. Yeah. So during the pandemic, you started painting, you started drawing more, getting those characters more and more. When you did that, um, what was because you already had an audience, you were already like you already had people that knew you, loved you, followed you. What was the reception when you started producing that kind of stuff? Uh I, it, it was interesting because I, I like to push myself all the time in places that I don't like, you mm-hmm. know, because it's without openness, you know, the, the el jubilo, what do you say that? The joy, down, you know? And I say, okay, I want to do stuff. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube Live, it's Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! There's way cool artist unboxing. No Accounts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Radical. Collector spotlight. Ooh, Current and upcoming shows and drops. What? Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. News from the hood. Yes. 100% indie all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. Like that. And I started a program myself. It was like, uh, I'm going to do, I don't know, like uh, 21 days like an uh, Instagrammer. You know, because I am not really Instagrammer. I am before Instagram. So I am more like uh, all, for say, like I'm feeling comfortable with that, you know. But I show myself sometimes. And I say, I'm going to do that stuff. So some people, when I start to to show what I do, my process and everything, so people like it. But the closest ones, they don't like it. You know, <laughs> my really close friends, they say like, ah, you are because you're feeling exclusive or whatever. You know, they attack me sometimes, you know, and I say like, wow, I am so important to you to this time. Say, are you going to pass a TV show or whatever? You know, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm feeling okay. <laughs> I was laughing about that. And relax myself with with that. And the, the approach was very interesting because see, I think I'm gonna have a lot of haters and people. Like, yeah. And no, it was opposite. It was the people that approached me more easily, and it was super gentle. Say, "Wow, well, gee, I saw you for years. And I loved your work, and it's nice you communicated like that. You know, you see what you do and stuff. You, oh, oh, thanks. You know, yeah. and the other guy is saying, oh." nice you know and it was opposite though it was a it was a, a, a nice experience yeah to me and i relaxed myself and i say oh cool yeah life is like uh more gently than i just thinking yeah it does make it more approachable i think seeing um japanese traditional 
vibrant colors and dragons and like all these um different types of uh samurai masks all that stuff um that it seems very scary at a quick glance but seeing hello kitty with tattoos on her like that is very approachable seeing winnie the pooh covered in tattoos extremely approachable and so you open yourself yeah, up uh, to a whole nother market yeah it's true yeah i i think yeah this mixing to be you know cute and also with tattoos it's like uh, the real people are yeah. you know japanese they cover the body with tattoos and as you you try to check in what they have in the in the body when i put it in my drawers like uh the only time they're doing like uh uh tornadoes you know yeah they're the uzu, uzumaki you know the typhoon mm-hmm. you know this hurricanes on the other side typhoon and they hit in really hard i was in japan a couple of times uh, and i feel in that shell and i said like oh, fucking hell in europe we don't have that stuff it's very strong, destroy the city and everything. And also they have a, a lot of fires, you know, because at the time Eloy was doing building in paper and, and wood. It was a lot of fucking fires. And they put into like uh, the, the winds and also the, the, the wave, the tsunamis, because they are scary that. And all that they putting in the in the Nikiri is what is the background of the real Japanese tattoo is something that is scaring you because you say this is scary, but this is my size. It's hard for you, not for me. Yeah. Okay, you know. So they put in the, the the stuff that it was more hard to live inside of the body. Yeah. To fight to fight with it. Mm, that's incredible. So at some mm-hmm. point, then you decided you wanted to make a toy. A designer like art toy. When did that happen? Oh, well, it was crazy. It was uh, just before the COVID. I traveled a lot, dude. And I was in in Shanghai and also Beijing because I explored a lot of Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like a Greek and Romans, and Greek decide to go to Occident, and Romans go to all. Um, uh, to West Coast, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. But I decided to go to the other side. The, I and I started to explore, you know, all the countries there. And in a time, I was in Shanghai, used to doing a, a teaching in a in a school with a lot of people. And it was a a toy con, very famous in Shanghai, enormous, the biggest one, I think. Some people say to me, like, ah, they're like, I can't. Yo, I want to go mad, you know, I want to see that stuff. I saw in photos, but it's not my focus, but I, I want to be there. And also, I can buy some toys. So I was there. Um, I, yeah, it's a, it was an amazing experience, you know, the building the booths with the huge toys and the stuff. And I don't stop to buy some stuff I, and I, that I like it. And some people start to stop me in the in, in the toy con, you know, and say, Jisaya. Well, they call me there like Yaofei uh, because right. you have different names in the country. You know, it's the same. Uh, a, a, China's, a China's guy there, they know the names like Roy or whatever. Yeah. Roy the China. But it's not his name. It's another name. No? They're the same. You're putting another name there. And they put in me like a Diaofei. Don't they stop in the corner and they say, Diaofei. Oh, you are. Oh, oh. And they say, can you do a photo with you? Go, yeah, cool. And so I say, we love your work. 
Okay, uh, yeah, but these toys, I said, yes, but also your style and stuff. And I said, okay, hmm, they love it. But I have a lot of fans that have tattoos and also toys. And they say, myself too. I have toys and I love tattoos. They say, oh, we can do that stuff, you know? Oh, you know. But I, I didn't find this one yet, you know? It was only the feeling. They say, interesting. Do I build it? Not this one. It was... Uh, it's not here because it's in the shop, but it's a frog with a lot of tattoos because I'm driving a lot of frogs. Yeah. Doing doing the stuff, uh, doing human stuff or represent some legends of Japan. Yeah, I started to build that toy and this experience, but it was so hard. Didn't find the right people for um, that they give me back I don't like it, you know, the quality and stuff. And I said, it's so, so, and I really picky, you know, like a tattoo. It has to be perfect. So I'm super picky with that stuff. And I said, like, oh, nah. So I stop it. When they start, the 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 crazy thing about this one, I re- restart the project. And I asking some people. And at the time, I meet a guy, very important to me. Like, uh, I don't know, you know, do you know just guess? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> This one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinocchio, yeah. Yeah, Joss is a, is an artist from France, and I buy one of the toy when I was in this show. It was the first time that I exposed one of those one. I was in this show in Shanghai. It is one of the stuff, and I probably say, "Oh, it's so cool." It's a super good idea. It's like a twisted the idea also of awaken, you know? And I say, wow, it's very cool. But I didn't I, I didn't think you find the guy. And I wanna when I find the Instagram, I, I write to him uh, because he's a French guy, you know? So I say now uh, I think it was an audio or something like that in French. Oh, ah bonjour, etc. Uh, and he was very kind and nice. He says, I did we talking. And and we become friends. I, in a moment, I ask him, man, I, I have an idea to do and stuff. Is this draw what I want to do? But I want to do nice. And you're doing very well. So I do with my my jacks, when I produce myself. And I advise you to do if you can do it by yourself. It's going to be a hard way, maybe, but you're going to have more control about it. You know, and all the stuff. It was a very, very good recommendation for me. So this is. This is how I started, and like taking me like I don't know, maybe to yeah, to 2019 until starting this year to have in the hand. It was crazy, you know, prototyping and sharing, and because I am picky too, and I say no, that's working. The first time he sent me that stuff with a base, because you know it's not stable because the legs are very small. I say yeah, it's true, but it's part of the cute stuff. I say. We need to put it out because we need to appreciate all the body tattooing, even the you know the, the butthole or whatever yeah. you call it. That <laughs> the, I say we need to appreciate that because the tattoo is very important to me. So is this a base attached black? I can see well. Yeah. Then I say, can you do something removable and stuff? Ah, that's gonna be more complicated. Or doing whatever you want, you know, but doing well. So, yeah, uh, finally we, we didn't like that. So it was 
it was the adventure. Yeah. And and I was and I was very happy when they're doing that new market that that selling really good. Yeah. Uh, you... And the people people send me a lot, you know, his collection they put in there and also have tattoos. And I have a, a lot of friends that have tattoo shop and the toys there are done. I think it's a part of the tattoo culture that I put in and putting in because my my way was more tattoo artist and I think it's like uh I feel I feel very good with that. How did you so on Tapu's stomach and uh, all the tattoo work, how did you figure out the design that you wanted to put on the actual toy? With the design, well, I, when I draw in the stuff, uh, I think in, I, I was I was a star for a dumb booty because I love when it's all over. Um, and I say, yes, it should be very, very Japanese, you know, dragon is a figure like I'm more into the, you know, the, how do you say that? From the icon, the icon, like I'm more yeah. stronger in, into the culture when I say this dragon. And the first time it was a dragon, like a, a normal dragon, very Japanese. But I decided to the guys into tiger because the people is very close to him. They say, yeah, people, they say that two people are very uh, trustful because they're showing the skin what they really like. And you say, have kids and stuff. Well, that's something that's important to those people. And I say, yeah, mostly characters like that. This is the reason I put in the tiger with the guys into the dragon. And also some leaf because the momiji, you know, yeah. the leaf of, Jap- of Japan and the maple tree. It's like a part of the character too, you know, for the woods and stuff. Which is so good. And it just feels, it looks like it should be that way. That's what I love about Tapu. It looks like it fits seamlessly with it. Mm. Um, How many, so with this in mind, how many more toys are you in the works of producing? Are you going to produce more toys? Uh, Yes. Basically, I have the brand. There's 100 demons, and this brand is uh, mixing uh, clothes and also collectibles. It was the collectibles, it was more into uh, some selected prints that I did it because I was in this world before, I say, in the graphic world. Yeah. And I produced this stuff, but now the sculptures and the figures is uh, something new, but we, we're going to try to push it in that way. Uh, to uh, produce maybe the series of this stuff and back maybe to the frogs because it was the first project. Uh, I see, yeah, I have a couple of ideas, but you know, that too, that's taking crazy time too. Uh, it's like, uh, if you're going to be 100%, yeah, I, I need to devise my time really good to do well. But yeah, I think maybe for this year, in the end of the year, I have a surprise, I hope so. Oh, so there we go. That's what I like to hear. Um, and I, I it's it's crazy. You've also brought up that you collect toys a little bit. Okay, so tell me about what you're collecting. You went to this like massive toy con in China. What are some of the toys that you're collecting now? Ah, okay. Uh, I have a bunch here and there, but mostly are on the shop, and I have. So nice figures. I have one, it's like a huge Daruma, but it's a, it's for a, 
FX studios in Shanghai, they produce movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, I find crazy stuff. Like I say, can you sell this stuff? What is this, master? Deep in the darkest corners of our earth, our digital sculptors are choosing body parts and combining them in unnatural ways. <laughs> they are making a mutant. The evolving group of worldwide toy makers has been collaborating digital sculpting and making a mutant on Instagram. <laughs> yes, master. Making a mutant. Learn more on Instagram. <laughs> Join Making a Mutant on Instagram, a digital sculpting toy collab. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk with the guys, you know, because it was something for a movie. Uh, yeah, for me, there are toys, and I like it, you know. Uh, when I saw the stuff for Just Get 2, I, I, I like it. But I approach mostly that I like and uh, easy approach about it. And crazy about the licensing and stuff like that, I don't know. I have some toys, old ones, like uh, from Gegege no Kitaro. This one, I like it, yeah. This is a, this is a buy in Japan from Andrake. It's for the 90s. Oh, yes, it's uh, crazy looking. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, I love it. Uh, and I love the series, uh, and also the guy, you know, the history about the Gegege no Kitaro, uh, Shigeru Mizuki is the artist. It was a truthful, and I love Jokai's and all the expression in Japan about that. But it's also some some toys from from this licensing or this history is about your guys because I tattoo in that too that I mostly buy. I don't know. I have some funnies like a Chino Land. Yeah. You know, that are funny too. Uh, yeah, the shop, uh, there are a lot of Chinese that I didn't remember the name of the artist because it's hard. But I buy directly to the creators. If I can buy something directly for the guy he made it, oh man, this is the top one. Yeah. And also I have some from wrong English too, you know, when I collected when I was there. I'm super happy about it. Yeah. That's awesome. I what's crazy is um because the toy scene is uh different aspects of it are relatively new. Mm. We we forget that like that one that you said is from the 90s. It's massive, it's giant, but it wasn't huge in the US. It was huge other places. And so it it's cool to see how long this has been around. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are all the toys like uh, the the 90s for this series and also the Caius. Huge Caius like that. Yeah, I saw in, in Japan uh, and I sometimes I have the money all they are available. I buy it. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of old, old ones. Yeah. And I understand the, you know, the, the material, because he's producing soft hobby. This is very interesting because these are all machines. And, and I also talking with people they're doing here, but they do mostly like dolls here in Spain. Yeah. yeah. But I find some guys, they start to produce in the, the, the series that I, I did because I have a, a gallery one. It's huge like that. And others like 80 centimeters high. But this like I control the process. Like uh, this one, it was producing in Hong Kong, uh, and I see it very well. But I want to be in because uh, I have more like an atelier guy. You know, I need to be there. Like, yeah, 
check in this stuff because because I feel more comfortable with the result when I can give you the people. I think for me it's very easy when I do tattoos because uh, I have my customer is there. So my experience is completely for him. Like man, I yeah, I wanna do that well as I can do. Yeah. You know? But this feeling is grateful for me. But in distance, it's more complicated. Yeah. So do you see, as you continue your career, do you see yourself moving more and more into the toy world um, while also balancing toys and tattoos? I see they're going to keep it balanced to toys and tattoos because... You know, it's my war. I I feeling very comfortable into tattoos, but I want to explore, yeah. and I want I I have the idea to have a a, a three six experience about that. You know, I I I'm gonna offer a line of my tattoos that connected with the toys. You know, a small icons doing a place around the toys. Yeah, you know, to the experience like you know, more trustful. And this is a project I want to do, and it's a house tattoo and also house uh, figures and toys. Yes. Yeah. Do you, um, being a tattoo artist that is super well known, do you travel and and um, guest at different shops around the world? Yeah, I I used to guest in New York often because I have my friends there, and I have a contract, and I can can do whatever in US is easy. And also, I used to live in Canada for a for a period in Montreal. I visit often, and all my experience, you know, in in Asia, yeah, they bring me there. I need to back because it was a uh, it was one time I didn't back, and especially with the toys, and I have a lot of people that want to meet again in Taiwan, and I some people that send of the toys that connected with me in Taiwan too, and also Beijing and Japan. So, yeah, you're gonna focus in that for for next traveling, and also that you can you can introduce me easily with the people, you know, and have an experience you know, more more close to 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 the people and customers and everything. You know. I think yeah, it's a it's something that's gonna keep it, you know. Yeah. So uh, as we like are starting to come to the end of this uh, podcast, uh, one of the things that I love that I do. Um, in every episode is the artist gets to plug all of the information that they have, where they can get tattoo, where they can get all your clothes, where they can see you if they want to get tattooed by you, all that stuff. So can you tell everyone all that information? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the first is like a hundred demons is a brand that I build it with some, part of my family, you know, to do the to producing really uh, well the items and goods, you know, and I behind all the production and tattoo you can find there. It's like at hundredgmail.com and you can follow the Instagram too. And the news and all the stuff is there. We are creating now uh, a new 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 section for for the collectors and collectibles. Um, they're gonna hit news stuff at the page, and I advise you to to go there. And also for my war and my tattoos and my appointments or whatever you want about it, is like G Saya and Instagram. 
and also you have the link into the page and my consultation into the link tree. Um, this is that, I think. Nice. Josiah, thank you so much for coming on Toys on Tap. No, thank you very much, uh, Brian, too.